This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket from Monday, October 9th, 2023. Welcome to a new week and welcome to a 4-1 and one Detroit Lions football team. As you can tell, if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, I appreciate you watching, but we're also at Ford Field, so it's actually Sunday. Look, I'm standing on the field. It's pretty sweet, right? Look at that. All right. Sorry, if you happen to be listening and not watching on YouTube, Go to YouTube and watch it as well. You can see Ford Field when there's nobody here. But hours ago, this place was packed. And the fans were happy because the Lions demoralized the Carolina Panthers 42-24, something they should have done, right? Like, you're not going to go out and celebrate or crack the champagne because they beat the Panthers. But it is worth noting that the Lions have never done this before. When you think they're going to win, they usually lose. Like, you could always count on the Lions your entire lifetime to let you down, to piss you off, to demoralize you, to break your heart, to make you question why the hell you're a fan to begin with. You can always count on the Lions over the course of your life to really make you feel like crap about yourself. But there's something weird about this Lions team. Because with all the hype and expectation, a lot of people didn't think they could live up to it. A lot of people have trouble actually believing that they're different. But all they do every week is prove that they're just that. They're different. They pummeled the Carolina Panthers. They pummeled them. And it's interesting because this happened last week. I had a realization about myself. It's kind of bizarre to tell you the truth. After years and years and years, like you've gone through as well, after years and years of years of garbage from the Detroit Lions, I realize I trust them. I've gone from counting on them to piss me off to actually believing that they're defendable. And the funny thing is, is what the hell am I thinking, right? Why would I do this in just four weeks? How could I forget about years and years of torment and torture in just four weeks? It's because they truly seem different don't they? Everything's about them is different. And they proved it again yesterday. They went into a game where they were 10-point favorites. First time since 2017. They were missing guys. There was no Brian Branch, who's been a stud on defense. There's no Amon Ross St. Brown. Jameer Gibbs got injured late in the week. He didn't play either. 
So you're shorthanded. You're a big favorite. You're on a 10-day layoff. Last time you were on a 10-day layoff, you beat the Chiefs. You followed that up by losing to the Seahawks. Probably read too much of your press clippings. There was every reason that this could be a typical Lions, uh, you know what, you think they're going to roll and they actually let you down and maybe you think they're the same old Lions type game. But if anything happened, they once again proved that they're absolutely different. And now I don't feel so bad about myself for buying in in just four games. You know what it's like? You ever been in one of those relationships where you meet the girl, she's attractive, she's smart, She's fun, great personality, cool as hell, out of your league totally, right? Totally out of your league. You like her so much, you want it to work so bad that you invite her over to the meet the parents, like after four dates. Four games, four dates, right? That's a stupid move. You know the relationship will end because you're trying to force it. She'll get freaked out. She'll think you're a stalker. It's going to be over. I kind of felt the same way about buying into the Lions four games in. I'm so stupid. I'm so dumb. Why would you buy in years and years and years of crap? That's all they've given you. But I think yesterday proved that it's okay to buy in. It's okay to call them dependable. It's okay to believe that this team is finally different. Finally. Now, nothing's been won. There's no Super Bowl trophy here at Ford Field. But so far through five games, they're four and one. They're the class of the NFC North. And they've proven to you that they were worth or lived up to the hype. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? So I am declaring the Lions, the Detroit Lions dependable, something I've never, ever thought in my life. So that's something. Pretty good, right? Let's get to the game, shall we? 42-24 victors over the Carolina Panthers. Carolina stinks, by the way. Bryce Young is a rookie quarterback. He's not very good right now. Their offense isn't very good either. This is a team that you see, they're winless. You know they're going to be desperate for a W, but it didn't matter because you pulverized them from the very get-go. You forced three turnovers. Your offense was once again fantastic. Jared Goff was good. We'll hit it all, okay? And let's start with Jared Goff, shall we? Jared Goff, it's funny because I've been a guy that never thought you would pay Jared Goff. I've never believed in Jared Goff. Why would you? He was a bridge quarterback coming from Los Angeles, right? When the Lions, and we've been over this, but when the Lions made the trade, traded Matthew Stafford away, I'm like, yeah, Goff will be here for a couple years. Then he'll be sent packing. Lions will draft the quarterback. We're all going to be happy with our mobile, fun, young quarterback. Funny thing happened. Goff's won you over. 236, three touchdowns yesterday. Ben Johnson, creative play calling once again. Jared Goff now has a season rating of over 103. That's the best of his career. He's perfect for this offense. And on a day where you're missing St. Brown and you're missing Gibbs, it didn't freaking matter. Not a bit. Now, I understand they're playing Carolina. But that offense was creative today. They were running reverses and flea flickers. And they found a way to rack up a ton of yards. And Jared Goff just continues to be solid. When he throws a pick, he didn't throw a pick yesterday. He follows up with a touchdown drive. When he gets protection, and he always does with this great offensive line, he proves to you that he's going to get you. 20 of 28, very efficient, the three touchdowns. He also ran in a touchdown as well. That's now two games in a row 
that Jared Goff, or two games of the last three games, that Jared Goff is using the wheels. Good to see. I never wanted to pay Jared Goff. I never thought Jared Goff would survive here in Detroit. I believe the hype that Jared Goff was done. Sean McVay didn't want him. Why would I want him? You got to pay Jared Goff, probably. It's got to happen. And I think it's going to happen. I just hope the contract isn't going to kill the Detroit Lions. But he's earned it. He's been fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, I'll use a different word. How about sensational? David Montgomery, what a pickup for the Detroit Lions. Yesterday, 121 on the ground. Actually, this is two weeks ago. Packer game, 121 and three touchdowns. Yesterday, 109 yards rushing and a touchdown. He had a 42-yard scamper for a score. This offense is so efficient, and David Montgomery is awesome. And I said this from the get-go, and you know what? I keep receipts, okay? I said David Montgomery is going to have the best year of his pro career. Running behind this line, there's no question about it. And I think I have evidence that actually backs me up, okay? So he now has six touchdowns in four games with the Lions. Six touchdowns. Had three last week against Green Bay. Six in four games. Pretty damn good. He's one of the best, if not the best, running back in football. He missed the game with injury, if you remember. Still has six touchdowns. Last year, 16 games with the Bears, five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Huh? Look at Jamal Williams. He's not really playing in New Orleans. He's banged up. Didn't play yesterday either. Jamal had 17 touchdowns last year. Nobody wanted to let him go. I understand why. Dude rushed for over 1,000 yards and 17 touchdowns. You get Montgomery, who's two years younger. A great pickup in my mind. And he is such an upgrade. Behind this offensive line, he's going to have more than 17 touchdowns. You can take that to the bank. But David Montgomery has been sensational for this team. A veteran, a rock, just all around fantastic. Nice job there. Coming into play, the Lions were top eight in offense. That's only going to go up. Let me give you the team stats for yesterday. Total yards, 377. Rushing yards, 159. And more than anything else, they held Carolina to 99 yards rushing, and they held Carolina to 342 yards. The funny thing is, last year, Christmas Eve, do you remember that game against Carolina? Lions ended up losing it. Carolina rushed for 320 yards on them. It was pathetic. It was ridiculous. I don't think this was a revenge game because a lot of the same people aren't here anymore in Carolina that were last year. But if it was a revenge game, I'd say the Lions get revenge. They played close to a perfect game, and they did exactly what they needed to do, dominate. And speaking of domination, how about the game of Aiden Hutchinson? Aiden yesterday had a sack. He's got four and a half for the season. He also had one of the coolest kick-ass picks you're ever going to see. So Aiden Hutchinson now has four picks. As a defensive lineman, that is the most in the history of the NFL through two seasons for a D lineman. Do you know that over the last two years, Aiden Hutchinson is tied for the team lead in picks? And the pick he had yesterday, I mean, he got with one hand, he was able on a screen pass to corral a ball. At first, it looked like he was deflecting it. He corralled it and went the other way from Bryce Young. He's outstanding. And he's a superstar. Kind of bums me out because he didn't talk after the game. Looked like he wanted to get out of there. 
But do you remember the conversations? Do you remember the conversations we were having about Aiden Hutchinson? Should they draft him? He's too small. He's only good in the Big Ten. He's like Big Ten good. You only like him because he played at Michigan. Trayvon Walker went number one to Jacksonville. Thank God he did. Lions were smart. They took Aiden Hutchinson. Kayvon Thibodeau, of course, was in that conversation as well. Hutchinson's better than all of them. Dude is a bonafide superstar. And he's in his second year. And he has cool sack dances. And for some reason, some way, it's a superhero power. Dude picks off the football. Four times for a defensive lineman. That is unfreaking believable. You hold the Panthers to 24 points. Should have been less. Yeah, they had 320 yards offense. Should have been less. Lions did a nice job again against the run. I told you 99 yards rushing. So that historical start of rush defense continues. All in all, a great day. Defensively, all in all, a great day. Offensively, and more than anything, the Detroit Lions proved to you, they proved to me that they're dependable. Something I've never, ever, ever been able to call them. I'm not done, though. I got more. What about Dan Campbell? You know who was back? I'll tell you who was back. Dan Gamble was back, people. I have the latest Dan Gamble report. If you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about, Dan Campbell is the coach of the Lions. But every now and then, his alter ego, Dan Gamble, takes over. And he did yesterday. Lions went for it three times on fourth down. Now, against Carolina, offense was clicking. Why the hell wouldn't you go for it? Three times on fourth down, converted two of them. Now, if you look at the total stats, like on ESPN, it's only going to say one for two on the fourth downs. But I'm going to give him credit two for three. Let me explain why. One of the fourth downs was on fourth and one, trying to drive Carolina offside second half, and they successfully did. So because apparently you were given the first down through a penalty, it doesn't count as a fourth down conversion. I don't buy that. I say they were two for three. The stats section, though, is going to tell you one for two. But Dan Gamble was once again back. He went for it for three times, converted on two of them. They were all very similar. The first one, fourth and four on Carolina's 37. They didn't pick it up. They ended up turning over the ball on downs. I don't care. It was still a good call. Detroit, of course, got the ball back because Carolina fumbled. Detroit went for it again on fourth down. It was fourth and one this time. This time at Carolina's 30. They picked it up with ease and ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive. So I'd say good move by Dan Campbell. And then I already told you about the fourth and one, got Carolina to jump off sides in the second half. They're not counting that one as a fourth down conversion, although I am. I think it's obvious the Lions don't love their kicker. That's fine. I think it's obvious that um, the Lions don't like the punt. I don't either, even though their punter, Jason Fox, is the highest paid punter in all of football. But more than anything, I think this is just smart. It's football smarts, people. That's what this is. I despise punting the football when you're about midfield. I think you should always go for it. Unless you have a ton of injured players. Oh, like the Lions did. And they went for it and converted two of three. If you're on your own 40 to any yard line in the opponent's territory, I'm going for it on fourth and four or less. Go for it. Now, obviously, if it's at the end of the game, you only need a field goal to win, then, of course, things change. But during the game, I'm going for it. I think it's soft, the punt. I'm surprised more coaches don't actually adopt this philosophy. Go for it on fourth down. Dan Campbell does. I love it. I'm never going to complain about it. He could go for it in enemy territory five times, convert on none of them, 
If they're all fourth and short, I'm not going to complain. I like Dan Gamble. I am a huge fan of Dan Gamble. Dan Gamble's back. I need to get this started. Can you do me a favor? Can you subscribe, rate, and review? And from now on, call Dan Campbell Dan Gamble when he goes for it on fourth down or he does a fake punt from his own 18 like he did against Kansas City. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Dan Gamble was back. It's fantastic. I'm not going to change my mind on this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then we got one more thing to hit. Jamison Williams did make his debut. Jamo, the much talked about debut of Jamison Williams, I think a lot of people expected a lot from Jamo yesterday simply because you had no Amon Rai, you had no Jameer Gibbs. So I think a lot of people thought, okay, this is the coming out party for Jamo. He didn't do much. He was good in the blocking game for the run, run game. The 42 yard touchdown by David Montgomery, he laid a beautiful block. Give him a ton of credit for that, okay? His first target of the game, Goff threw him right through his hands. I mean, literally, it went right through his hands. And I immediately thought, oh, come on. This is going to be talked about all week on radio. Now, thankfully, the Lions won. And JMO did catch the next two passes. But he only caught two catches for two yards along with four. One was a, a screen pass for minus two yards. So he finished with three targets, two catches, two yards, a long of four. And I know a lot of people continue to believe this kid's going to be a bust. I think that's so unfair. I do. Give him a chance to get his legs under him for crying out loud. He was suspended. He had a hamstring injury. He's making his debut. He's coming into a tough situation, at least for him, because he doesn't have the rhythm with Jared Goff as other guys do. So it wasn't a great game by Jamison Williams. Laid a couple blocks. It was nice to see. But I know this is the one guy we're all going to end up talking about despite the Lions being 4-1. and one. So let me play you what Dan Campbell had to say and Jared Goff had to say about JMO and his debut. Unfortunately, I looked. JMO was not available for comment post-game. I didn't see him or else I would have tried to talk to him. But first, Dan Campbell. I know the fan base is probably going to be annoyed by JMO. But what did the head coach think? And by the way, as I play this, I'll give you a little tour of Ford Field if you're watching this on YouTube. Here we go. Yeah, look, for me, I, I came into this game, I think I said, this is his first one back, you know? And really, last week was his first practice since he was out of the building. And so, man, I just wanted to get him back on the grass, get him lined up, uh, get him some runs. We gave him a couple opportunities in the past game, and now we just grow from there. So I, that's this is all I expected. Let's just let's get him back acclimated back in, and uh, he'll get a few more plays next week, and we'll just continue to let him grow. So that's Dan Campbell about Jamison Williams. Now, I don't think he's going to say, oh, man, I'm disappointed. But it was nice to hear him talk promising about Jamo because leading up to this game, Dan Campbell was like, listen, you got to be dependable. Kind of the theme of this podcast, actually, about the Lions. You got to be in the right spot. You got to do the right things. JMO wasn't great. Also, really tough thing, I think, to ask him to come into this offense that has been clicking. It's a top eight offense in the NFL. 
and have him truly stand out. Now, I was watching nine all game. I, I stood around his plays. I don't have his snaps in front of me, but he didn't play a ton. He was on a snap count 15 to 20. I think he was probably about 18 or 19. But he did create separation. He's so fast. He's got a gift. There's no doubt about that. But what about Jared Goff? What did he think of Jamison Williams? Take a listen, and I'll give you more of a tour of Ford Field. Here, we'll go from a, we'll go from, we're at midfield here, the 50-yard line. As you listen to Jared Goff talk, we can do a little 40. I'm not going to get 40 yards, but here's Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah, might have had him for a shot there at one point down the field. Uh, that didn't pull the trigger on um, with a little, little pass rush there, but uh, he's done a good job, man. He's done a really good job. I thought this was a great week of practice for him, and um, continue to get him uh, acclimated. It's hard. It's hard. I, I, you know, he came off the ACL last year, and we expected fireworks from the get-go, and I'm saying everyone else did. We kind of knew it was going to, you know, there's some acclimation time, and then this time it's off of suspension, and again, it takes a takes a couple weeks. So um, want to keep getting him involved and want to keep working with him and um, finding ways to get him in space and get him the ball, and uh, yeah, he's, he's, done a, he's done a really good job, though. Yeah, yeah, might have had him for a sh- So there he is, Jerry Goff. So it does sound like Goff, and what else do you expect him to say? And Dan Campbell were happy with the play of Jameson Williams. I expect better things. They got some big-time road games coming up. Next week, they're in Tampa Bay. The week after that, they're in Baltimore before they come back home against the Raiders for Monday Night Football. I think you see a different Jameson Williams over the next, I don't know, couple games. But it was a nice win by the Lions. All in all, it was a great win. 42-24, 42-24, and more than anything else, they've proven to you, they've proven to me that it wasn't just hype, guys. It wasn't just hype. This is a real football team. We all wanted to believe. We were all skeptical. We didn't want to get hurt again. And now this looks like a team, and maybe I'm being hyperbolic here. I don't know. But this looks like a team that's one of the best two in the NFC, if not three. San Francisco's legit. I think Philly's legit, even though they seem to have some cracks. I'd put the Lions on my NFC power rankings right now at three, maybe at two. Bummer that they lost to Seattle, but this is a good football team. And moving forward, their schedule's cake. You're going to see a lot of wins. This team's going to win the division. They're going to get a home playoff game right here at Ford Field. Imagine all these seats going insane for first home playoff game since 1993. So, it's a good game by the Lions. Very good. I got one more cut to play you. Taylor Decker was celebrated today, yesterday, whenever you're watching this. He started his 100th game. I wanted to play you this cut. I mean, Taylor Decker has been through some crap. This dude's been through awful seasons and awful coaches. Take a listen to Taylor Decker and how angry it made him to lose so often. I'll give you another tour of Ford Field as we play you this cut. You're just angry all the time it's exhausting like I think anger is awesome fuel um but when it's all you have um it just wears you down and I just felt like I was just I was just worn down all the time like nobody wants to be a loser like you you are going to be what your record says you are and um I've always felt personally like I'm a winner but I wasn't because because that's not what the record said so um but again, it's it's one of those instances where you don't have any choice but to keep showing up. You're not going to quit. Um, you just have to keep showing up when you're just angry all the time. 
Taylor Decker just keeps showing up. Nobody wants to be a loser, but you are what your record is. He was a loser. His own words, not my words. Now he's a winner. Four and one team. You got to feel good for a guy like that who's been through a truly a ton of crap. So what do you think? Comment section below. Are the Lions now dependable in a game that everybody thought they would win? They went out and they won easily. Easily. It took out the Carolina Panthers. Rookie quarterback. Sold out crowd once again. And they took care of business. They did what they were supposed to do. Something they haven't done over the course of our life. Nine times out of the ten, I feel, over the course of our life watching the Lions, they lose a game like this. So, they proved they're dependable. Are they dependable? Comment section below if you want to, uh, you know, leave a comment or two. I appreciate the comments. I try to interact with the comments. Sometimes it's hard. They come fast and furious. All right, speaking of the comments, if you watch the Daily Ticket, if you listen to the Daily Tickets, you know I have a comment section. where I read one comment good and I read one comment bad. Let me do that before we get out of here, shall we? Here's the good comment. And this is bizarre, by the way. I was actually walking the Ford Field yesterday. And I know if you're watching on YouTube, it sounds bizarre when I keep saying yesterday, even though I'm at Ford Field right now. But again, for the people that listen, don't know that. So that's why I keep saying yesterday. But I'm walking the Ford Field. And this guy recognizes me. And sometimes they just recognize my voice. This guy recognized my face. And he said, hey, great podcast. Keep it up. I'm like, you watch? He's like, yeah. At first, it kind of sucked, but it's getting better and better. So I said, thank you. Wanted to give him a hug. We're making a difference, people. But I also have a question. This one is from Bob. Says the following. Hey, Jeff, what's the one thing that stuck out to you this weekend in college football and pro football? The answer is bad coaching. My God. See Mario Cristobal, the Miami head coach, losing his mind at the end of the game. They're up by three. There's 30 seconds left. Team they're playing is no timeouts left. They run the football for some stupid reason instead of victory formation and take the knee. Of course, they end up fumbling it, and they end up losing on a last-second 20-yard bomb. Like, what are you doing? There was the Maryland-Ohio State game. Now, Ohio State crushed Maryland. But at the half, at the half, Maryland could have led at the half, it was a 10-10 game. It's like eight seconds left, 12 seconds left, no timeouts. And Tua's brother, Khalil Tengavaloa, hooks up with his tight end for four yards. It makes no sense. Clock runs out. You leave three points on the board. But it's not even all that. Like, that stuff happens, I guess. I don't understand how these coaches lose their mind. Like, I talk about it with my friends all the time. You can pay millions of dollars to be a head coach in the NFL or at college. You got to be able to do the basics. When pressure hits, don't lose your freaking mind. But the other thing that just blows me away, and such as this weekend, is it that hard for somebody to pick up one yard these days? Like, here, I'll show you what one yard is. Let, let, let's go take it. There we go. One yard. It's fourth and one. It's that close. There you go. Here. That's one yard. From here to here. That's one yard. And you wouldn't believe how many coaches overthink this thing. One yard, right there. Nobody can pick up a yard anymore. I don't understand why. It's the most bizarre thing in the world. Do the tush push. Do what Philly does. Do what Tom Brady used to do. Fall forward. I don't get it. Fourth and one, every coach has to outthink themselves. It's not enough to pick up the yard and get the first down, apparently, and continue the drive. 
You got to do more than that. You got to be looked at as like this stunt, apparently, in the coaching world. Stop it. Stop overthinking. Fall forward. Like, I'll go pick up a yard myself. I don't understand why it's so difficult. Although, I must say, on the field, it looks a little bigger. Look. Yeah. I mean, that's like three steps for me. I have small feet. So, anyway, that's the good comment. Bad comment. This one comes from George, says, Jeff, you're the reason for all these Urban Meyer rumors. If you didn't do that podcast last week and put on that guy that probably doesn't know what he's talking about, they wouldn't be out there. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for giving me credit. Thank you for giving me credit. I didn't start the rumors. I just put on Bernie Frado, who I thought was reputable, and I think he is, and I believe him. And he said Urban Meyer was in East Lansing. And since, by the way, other people have said, hey, Urban Meyer was in East Lansing, too. There's a lot of smoke. I'm not saying he's getting the job. But I'm not responsible for the rumors. But I have no problem pushing them out there because it's so fun to talk about. Isn't it? I hope we get an Urban Meyer update this week. Did you notice Urban was wearing green and white on Friday, getting ready for his Columbus appearance for the big noon kickoff? Go green, go white. He was wearing it. I feel like he was trying to say, listen, I'm coming back, baby. Anyway, I'm not responsible for that. But if you want to blame me, I'll take the blame because I think it's awesome that we get to talk about it. That's another episode of The Daily Ticket, everybody. Lions roll, 42-24. Comments, rate, review, as always. We'll catch you tomorrow. I won't be at Ford Field again. But again, let me just show you a yard. Like right there, a yard. A yard. That's it. That's all you got to do. I don't understand why these coaches overthink everything. We'll catch you tomorrow. It's been fun. Uh, Wow, we went on quite a long time here. Big win for the Lions. Are they dependable? Comment section below. Let me know. Daily ticket. Rate, review, subscribe. Bye-bye.